Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we are posing the question that we are going to discuss is, what is control? Do we have to be in control? What, what is really being out of control? What does that really mean? What does being in, in control mean? Do we have to even worry about it? Is it dangerous? Pretty well, much everything about control. Lots of aspects to it. So don't touch your remote control. Arr, arr, arr. Let us control the picture. Let us control the vertical and the horizontal. What was that, outer limits? Outer so, limits, yeah. yeah. We are controlling them. Yeah, and then they would run it static. Yeah. yeah. Back when TVs had static. Yeah. Uh, those were the days. Now just the content is static. Yeah, now everything on TV is static, except our program. Except of us. <coughs> yeah. So control, you're trained to be in control from the very earliest years uh, when they teach you to ride a bicycle, the whole point is being in control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you are uh, told to take control of your grades, control of your life, control, control, control of everyone you know. Uh, either you're controlled or you will, either you control or you will be controlled. Yeah, and uh, that's really sort of a haunted world to live in uh, because of the constant pressure of uh, what that generates in us. Well, you know, there's a big duality with that because we do control, um, people are capable of letting other people control them and controlling other people. Yeah. And so it looks like it's a dangerous scenario and that mm -hmm. we're a bunch of um, dogs fighting over territory or something like that yeah. with this control thing. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that really comes to mind with me when I think of that word is there was a movie called Contact with Jodie Foster. I don't oh, know if you saw it. Oh, good one. But it, w it was actually a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, see it. I think it would still be a, a timely thing. I may watch it again myself. Mm -hmm. But there was a scene where she was in some kind of a spacecraft. Uh, I don't even remember the scenario now, but she was like being jostled around like when you're on a roller coaster and your head's hitting the back. Yeah, yeah. She had a seatbelt on, and so she elected in that moment of chaos and discombobulation she chose to undo her seatbelt, and the minute she did, it became peaceful, and she yes. wasn't rattling behind uh, into her seat. And that prompted me to write an affirmation for myself that said, I give up control so that I may find power. Because what that showed me is often wrestling with that state of what we see as control is really giving up power to that word control. Mm -hmm. And so by getting out of that, you step back into your power. And it helped me greatly for quite a number of years, at least oh, 12 I'm years. Oh, quite sure, yeah. Uh, just by reframing that in my mind. Well, control is um, like so much of our reality, it's totally an illusion. There was um, a Drunvalo story that just happens to have struck this particular note. And uh, Drunvalo had for long, who knows how long the relationship was, been aware of Thoth, the Egyptian, uh, who you know, a lot of information on Thoth. And uh, Drumvalo had said Thoth departed to the next octave up in our universe. Mm -hmm. And then finally came back. And when he came back, he had a completely different personality. And what Thoth had communicated was that when he went to the next octave up, he gave up, um, well, it amounts to control, but he gave up... Uh, seeking answers, he gave up being engaged in a certain way, 
And so when he came back, he was solid, calm. There was nothing going to upset him. There was no, no way for anything to have control. Nor did he even consider the idea that he was in control. Uh, as the Buddhist, everything simply was. Mm -hmm. uh, to such a degree that the entire being changed, both changed completely, which I think would be a well, desirable effect. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. And I think that it leads one to ponder what state of mind or consciousness would one have to be in in order to literally just not associate with that feeling of being in control or being out of control. And it's in complete safety. And how does one become in complete safety? It's always to gain a larger awareness. The more yeah. you can pull in you, the bigger you become. The mm -hmm. more you can accommodate, feel empathetic, understanding for, the yes. bigger we become. Oh, absolutely. So that word control is coded in it that we are scared that yes. something can be taken. And we are taught that if we're out of control, somebody's going to come in and start controlling our mind. We see it through hypnosis, through the NLP techniques of controlling someone else's yes. mind. Mm -hmm. You can see NLP techniques and hypnosis in Everything. every commercial yeah. Yeah. that is out there. And people know these habits. Like if someone's trying to t sell you something and they keep repeating your first name over and over again, like, well, Mary, I have a special deal for you today, Mary. It is so, that is a technique that's designed to put you to sleep, to give you a false impression that there's an intimacy there that's not there. Mm -hmm. And if you catch on to these, you can wake <coughs> up. But mm -hmm. these little games of control are all based in the world of fear. And so it stands to reason if you can get out of the world of fear, that the control won't work. Now here comes another aspect of this. When we talk about being in control, I do believe that we are here to master ourselves. So oh, yes. personal power and self-mastery is mm -hmm. a whole different ball game. Control means somebody else can have power over you and you have to wrestle it back. Mm -hmm. Being in power says that it's just a given. <coughs> I have power over this Op operating system that is me. I yeah. have power. I'm the, I'm the writer, the co-writer of this, and another part of me is in a different dimension, but I am in power over this, is an entirely different thing, and it's what we commonly call self-discipline. But I would like to redefine the word discipline. When I grew up, my father said, You're, I'm going to have to discipline you, and that always meant a bad thing. I was being punished for something, so discipline had a bad connotation in my mind. But as I grew older, I realized what that was is everything you do, your ethics, your, yes. your kindness, your morality, whatever it is, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for the approval of other people. Yeah. That is self-discipline, self-mastery, and everything you do in that type of self-control in quotes because it's not really it's self-mastery mm -hmm. you're doing for you in a commitment to yourself because that's your value system and it's easy to do then but it's very difficult to do if you're doing it because you're being threatened by the punishment of hell if you don't do it oh yeah and then everything you do is because someone's making you do it and you're going to resist because nobody wants to be controlled oh very well put now there's a um, it's a very interesting word uh, there's uh, um, the idea of knowing, okay, that would be opposite of control, so to speak. 
In other words, if you know you're knowing, you're automatically in control. And if you don't know you're knowing, you're automatically out of control. So the idea of knowing expands really exponentially in our understanding. So there is the idea that uh, you can become very God conscious to recognize that absolutely everything is God, that you have nothing, and God loves you. That's a very important factor in there. So uh, God loves you, and everything is absolutely on your side. Then it's not about control anymore. It's about knowing that, and that's a completely different sourcing, rather than the mm -hmm. uh, the idea of the control. So we have so been miseducated about control that it eats us alive. In, um, you know, who hasn't been passed by somebody on the highway who's doing 90, who's uh, so into control that they have to dominate everything all the time? And that's not peaceful, that's not attractive, that's not exciting, but they've made it work their whole life because their control extends to bully. Yeah, right? Yes, and, and one thing real quick in there is sure. what they get when they do that are they awaken in others the need to not be controlled. So they create, a f like they're, they're moving through this river and they create the conditions that, that validate their belief that they have to be in control because they'll hit upon this guy that they pass and that guy gets, oh, he's controlling me, he's trying to cut me off. Now I gotta control him. Mm -hmm. And control always begets more control. And one yes. thing I've noticed in all the years of work I've done with people mm -hmm. is that the more, the more someone feels controlled, they will then control others. Exactly. So if, if, if you're complaining that everybody in your life is controlling you, your wife or your husband or your boss, your sister, everybody's controlling you, you can look at your behaviors and you will see that you are doing this because control begets more control, yeah. always, unless you can rise above it and see the real picture. And that's what the main thing that we're talking about on this show and teaching is to rise above whatever conditions that mm -hmm. are dealt you or cre you created and to see it from a higher perspective. And so any kind of control that comes into your life, if you're thinking the word, you're probably doing it in retaliation. And that n will never get you anywhere. It's just like the guy speeding around you. It's just going to create more of that. Yeah, I believe it was you that was saying, uh, uh, go into the house of mirrors and see who you really are, which I think is a brilliant way to put it, because whatever it is you are, or, or you can run a vocabulary check on the use of your brain and find that if you use a particular word a lot, you know, we've all had a favorite word. Oh, yeah, word. I was talking yeah, about that earlier. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, where, right. I remember. Yeah, where I can tell what people really are. Like, let's mm -hmm. say they call everybody uh, controlling, oh, yeah, yeah. or they call everybody vicious. Mm. Uh, if, if whatever word they have for everybody, if you see them kind of using it for a lot of people, they end up displaying those kind of traits. Right. Idiot's very popular, by the way. You, idiot. Yeah, no, yes. we, we all, all have to be careful about what we call other people now because yes. it really is a reflection of how you behave to other people. You become vicious if you call everyone vicious, or mm -hmm. you usually are vicious when you do that because you're trying to see yourself, always. Yeah. 
And, and so there it is right there, coming out of your mouth constantly, who you are. Mm -hmm. And we really don't understand this. This is the point at which we can depart from the training we've ever had to understand that, um, you know, using the term control freak, talking about yourself. Yeah, it's, it's just the way it works. Always. And, yeah, I always, uh, in uh, language codes, I was saying the word control uh, always has to be considered in relationship to the word command. In other words, if you are controlling, you are automatically out of control. It's an automatic thing. Mm -hmm. But if you recognize yourself as being in command of your reality, you, you don't have to control anything. And uh, the uh, story, uh, I was inside of like a mall situation out in the parking lot, and there was a stop sign. And I knew this guy was going to stop. So I didn't even look. I just knew he was, you know, I bet my skeleton against two tons of moving metal because I knew that much about it that the guy was going to stop. And so I just walked out in front of him and he lost his mind. He went completely out of control, you know, blowing the horn at me, etc. But I, at that point in my life, really realized I was in command of what was going on there. And so I don't want to upset people by walking out in front or any of the rest of the implications there. But Well, he probably felt you were controlling him by oh, forcing him to stop. There you go. So then he had to get back control, wrestle control. Oh, yeah, very good. So if anybody is trying to wrestle control from you all the time, or if it, you perceive it, they're perceiving you as controlling them. Mm -hmm. but, but that's an interesting thought, the idea of command. I, mm. I agree with that, and I can see that. And I think that perhaps there could be many things because there's control and then command would be a better thing. Control means that there's other people that could could also have a part in this and mm -hmm. I, I have to guard my territory. So you're really wrapped up in fear and guarding and protection, not really creating. So then you get into command and you say, well, I'm going to command this. So you're getting more into power. And then you get up there, I give up control so they may find power. And power is a word that implies that you are generating your source from within yourself mm -hmm. and you're not plugging in to a resource and so therefore you don't have to struggle over dominance of it because it's coming internally it's not an outside source yeah, so control well. implies outside source this mm -hmm. is where you're starting to say wait wait i have a, a deeper connection mm -hmm. in the word command to that source and then you get up to power it's like ah i am the power i am i'm sitting right on top of it mm -hmm. and so then the mastery comes above that it's yes. like you're mastering the power through the internal technology of yourself in a way, mm -hmm. and it's not a command over it, it's not a dominance, it's not a control. And somewhere along the line there in the C words, there would be conscious. Yeah. Consciousness. Rather, you know, consciousness rather than control. Mm -hmm. uh, even consciousness rather than command. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking that, uh, we've talked of this on the show before, there was uh, a movie, What the Bleep, and then The Secret that came out, mm -hmm. and bo both of which are, are, especially The Secret, was based on the book Think and Grow Rich. So I, my personal opinion, all the way from the beginning, I think it's a wonderful way to treat people that 
uh, to show people how they create their own reality. Uh -huh. But it got very skewed just into getting what you want. Oh, I want this yeah. new car, I'm gonna create it. And then it made you guilty if you weren't able to wave a magic wand and have it happen. And it took a lot of that whole spiritual spirituality out of it. Mm -hmm. And I brought that up for a reason. Which was the way in which we are, I, I don't know what your reason in particular was, but the way in which we are taught to think on this planet is always, there, there's a percentage oh, oh, that's lack. And a, go ahead. Uh, real quick, I'll just finish that, but keep, hold your thought. Uh, we got from control where religion and concepts control us to the point where we can enter into a commanding relationship with this. Mm -hmm. So we elevated to the word command, but then we kind of got stuck there that I'm going to be this God and I'm going to command everything to do my bidding. And you're missing the whole other aspect of the duality which creates the totality. Right. Because everything is, I got to do this, I got to create this. And you can't receive, be, and allow in that, in that circumstance. So why don't we word it like this? Control is the old religious way. Command was the new think and grow rich secret type of philosophy. And maybe power or mastery is the next step up where it's much larger of a picture than I, I, I want to create that new car or that yes. mansion mm -hmm. and say, what about I want power so strong and so powerful that I could even be without that car and without that good job and without that perfect partner and still be blissfully happy. Could you imagine that kind of power that supersedes the command of the power of positive thinking stuff. Oh, yeah. Does that make any sense? Oh, that makes perfect okay. sense, yeah. No, and this is what we could be training our children with instead of control because, you know, find me somebody that's besides an association with what we do in, in certain other places in the world where you can um, excel beyond what you've been taught. But that's it. We just teach our kids to be control freaks and then let them go and they battle it out. And now it's time for a far higher level of education for we the human race. And very much this is what this show is about, to bring about a much higher way to think about everything. And, and there are still levels up that we haven't reached yet. The uh, idea of uh, getting to the point where you can uh, recognize everything as um, God, recognize everything as love, recognize everything. You know, there's the expression, um, oh, what is that? Uh, da, da, da. Everything's good. Is that the expression? Everything's, everything's good, right? Every, everything oh. is what do you common mean? expression. It's all good? It's all good, yes, okay. If we could actually get us, and this would revolution, <laughs> revolutionize the world, when someone says it's all good, what you know is something happened they don't like at all. That's mm -hmm. what that means. That's what the words mean. It's all good means something yeah. just annoyed me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if we could and have this and spread it, if you wish, and it's a very good concept, that what if you say everything is love? Okay. Now, I, I'm, feel, I'm sitting That's here good. feeling very quite sure that even saying this to our audience I, you know, this time next year, uh, n no one's going to be saying it's all love because to actually say it's all love has to totally revolutionize the way in which you think and uh, come on are we worried 
spread it around, see what happens. It won't go that, five that's feet. That's a very good point. Yeah, it won't go five feet because nobody has consciousness at that point. So if well, you know, you, you brought up a good point because when people first started saying it's all good, there was a consciousness with the words and then it became empty and it was a way to say a feeling and then pull it back by saying, but it's all good, mm -hmm. um, so that they could still feel and have the saying, but then the guilt would pull it back with it's all right. good. Yeah. So probably it's all love would eventually become neutralized, but the course of doing that, you know, it, it really requires going inward and making that all good or making that all love. So it does lead you in the right direction. Yeah, and that's what we want to do here. That's mm -hmm. the point of our program is to get people moving uh, towards a far greater consciousness. Well, in, in this topic that we're talking about tonight that, that we bring up for food for thought and conversation, this idea of uh, control, man seeks to control. I've always said God makes things simple, man makes things complicated, which is fine as long as you know that if, you're if things are complicated, it's a, it's a puzzle that the consciousness of man has created and that God really does outline things very in mm -hmm. the simplest form possible. Water runs downhill in the most efficient direction or what, what we can mm -hmm. make a million mm -hmm. and now, you know, uh, examples of that. But man seeks to control everything all the way from the weather to biology to genetics to God even. We seek to control everything. And so right. if you look at that, man could be made up of the stuff of fear. It looks that way oh, because yeah, man seeks to control. So let's look at how man has controlled God from the get-go. Very good. Uh, there's something written in the Bible that God created man in his image. But really, man created God in his image. Well put. In, in mentally. Yeah. And then man created a God that was vengeful in order to keep people law-abiding and so societies could form and we could control populations far away uh, through their own guilt and, and feelings of inadequacy. So we control the divine all the time. And one of the things that we have said from the beginning I, I remember there was all these there, there were all these mystery schools and things like that, and so you had written up a, a certificate. There is no mystery school, there and, is no. and there, yeah, there there really yeah. isn't. But I in spirituality, people seek to control this information that yes. we're saying. I mean, over the years, people would sell it for thousands of dollars and things like that. So it's it's been sought to be controlled. Mm -hmm. And what would happen? If we just all stop controlling, I wonder what would happen. Well, I think that's what happened to self. Mm. You would be so calm. You would be calm all the way through. Mm. There would be no possibility of upsetting you because uh, the, what would happen is you would think it was funny if you were not attempting to control that's everything. True. That's why Buddha laughed. <laughs> yes, yeah, because, and it's time for this. Come on, how many times do we have to hear it from how many different teachers? besides you and I explaining this stuff all the time, that uh, let's, let's do this, let's go, let go of everything. I was out driving and I was looking at all these cars, zoom, 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 zoom. And it struck me, um, every one of those people was chasing money. All of them, all of them were chasing money. It was midday, so all the work people, but uh, it just struck me, God, everybody is chasing money. Well, boy, that is the cleanest distraction from um, mm -hmm. no one. You know, 
uh, the guy chasing consciousness, he's on a skateboard. Come <laughs> on, you know, right? He's sitting on a uh, on a um, lily pad in a pond, <laughs> smoking a hookah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he is. Mm -hmm. Well, um, that comes to, that brings to mind Forrest Gump because when right. I saw that movie, I remember my son's friend back when it came out in the '90s said oh my God, that movie changed my life. I can't believe it. And so I watched it, and it did me too in a lot of ways. One of the things I realized that if we're living in a complete state of mastery over the moment, which means I don't have to tangle with a fear which leads to control, I am in complete bliss. Mm -hmm. And so I've always felt the life of Forrest Gump led him to where exactly where he was going to be. That was the perfect thing. He's standing by the president. He gets to be the spokesman or the yeah, yeah. poster person for the um, po tennis ping pong paddle yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was able to spend three weeks one time where really? I stayed in that consciousness state wow. where I just allowed, I didn't fight with anything, but I gained mastery over that through my thoughts and ideas and not through command or control or through visualization or trying to dominate reality through my powers of my mind oh, right. or any of that. I entered into a co-relationship where I just coasted along with everything and my thoughts became real the moment I thought them. And then there was some kind of a fear or something that uh. gradually got me to this place where I just got settled back into this reality. Yeah. But I'll never forget that, and it is a choice of mine to have that cross my, uh, the destination of each moment for me again. Well, let me congratulate you on that, because that was, for that time, that was the mastery. Oh. That was totally it. I, I would live forever if I, if I could live like that. I, w yeah. I wouldn't feel the need to. But you just didn't feel the need to be anywhere else because you were completely full with the moment. Yeah. And everything I looked at had feelings, and um, Seth called them feeling tones, and it was like this greater understanding that you're feeling with your soul. It's not something in your mind or even your heart. It yeah. was like I could look at this, and it was just its history and its presence. And it was all because I, I let go of those associations. So I know it's possible. I know also that it's not something that we choose to be easy here in this plane either. Well, choose, yeah, yeah. But still, congratulations on that. I make it occasionally, but I don't, you know, sustaining it, you know. I can, I've had the feeling. I've just known that everything was absolutely in the moment, there is nothing whatsoever to worry about. Mm. And then something happens because, and in looking at my own brain, it's because that is such an abnormal situation. And some part of us, our subconscious mind, is driven to make everything normal. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, and so, well, you can't be sitting here in bliss. That's not normal. You're going to have to find something to frighten you to death, and then we're going to call the uh, Meta, uh, metaphysics, that's funny, call the uh, emergency medical people. That, that would be funny, the emergency metaphysical people. Yeah. You know, they show up, om, om, om. Yeah, right, same thing. <laughs> they call the EMPs. <laughs> yeah, and, and they meditate and they, love, you know. And wouldn't that be just such a different world? Oh, yeah, I, oh, truly, truly. And, and it, and it can be anything. When real mastery takes over, you don't have to be 
in the temple with the bowls and the chimes even. You can be in traffic. You can be changing a baby's diaper up all night. You Anything. can be in the workplace where you're overstressed. You can be anywhere. The expression, the master walks the middle of the road, it's not that the master walks in medioc mediocrity. The master finds the middle of the road within anything. He finds a center in any place he is. Mm -hmm. And the more walls we build to, to shut this part out. But something um, I wanted to comment about that three weeks in that state oh, please, yeah. is it's very similar to that movie Somewhere in Time. Did you, did you see that I with Christopher so. Reeves and uh, Jane oh, yeah, Seymour, yeah, yeah, yeah. where he she um, he reincarnates and comes back and finds her, and and so he wants to go back in time because he recognizes the great love he has for her. It's a way oh, worthwhile that's so movie. Sweet. I have always been fascinated in time travel, and I, mm -hmm. he he time traveled and. One of the things that pulled him back one time is he, he found a penny from 1985 or whatever the date was in his pocket and he was back in the past in oh, the 20s or whatever hurt. and it slammed yeah. him back. Well, I used that technique when we did time travel when we made it from Virginia Beach to Reston in an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I did not look at the odometer, the speedometer, any road signs. That's how it was because you can't read. It's like the old uh, Japanese mythology that you can't eat in the realm you are or you'll be part of it. it you know, so if you oh, eat yeah. when you're in this realm, you, you'll be part of it. Likewise, if you become aware of those trappings of time and space, then you'll be pulled back. You know, you'll be slammed back and, and, and all that. So one of the things about that week is I avoided, I avoided things that substantiated that old mindset, like fears, and they gradually seeped in and they kind of pulled me down. So if you're going to do experiments like that, to go don't look at your odometer. <laughs> yeah, to go someplace. Don't validate where there, it. Yeah, someplace where there aren't all these little road signs to, uh, let's use the word chaos, but whatever word that is, uh, you know, uh, to control the, the theme of the show, uh, because what happened, whatever seeped in there, was oh you're not in control, which is the totally the opposite of which is the greatest sin. It's not really, but we think that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't want to live in the world of control, but I'm a terrible person if I do that because I'll be out of control. Yeah. If I'm not in control, I'll be out of control and running amok and hurting people. Mm -hmm. So the re-education of we the human race to the point that the average person would, would be in a state of bliss for an hour to begin their day instead of jumping up and you know, running around. And I used to say we ascend asleep and we fall awake because that's oh, yeah. just what it is. The alarm True. clock goes off and we fall. we fall back into our bed. That's why sometimes as you're falling asleep, what we call falling asleep and you feel like you're falling off the bed or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you're really rising up out of your body and you wake up and you fall back into your body. So it feels like you're falling. Yeah, and that's um, unnecessary because there's so many things we can do about it. But we don't know. This is the other thing. It's not like it's common knowledge. The um, other television, not our show, you know, the news is on and they are telling you why you're in danger. That's all they do. There's, it's like a common, uh, constant alarm clock. And, um, but there could be 24-7 television to get you to be advanced in your thinking. This could happen. But you see, then you would be uncontrollable because if you're yes. out of fear. And so the fear is 
fear is necessary. The lie fear. One time I, I, I wrote, you know my scrolls I do? Oh, like yeah, they're the Kuan Yin scrolls. Mm -hmm. One of them was, do not believe the lies fear tells. tells. It is safe to trust trust. Oh, do not believe the lies fear tells about trust. It is safe <laughs> to trust trust. Oh, you know, that's so brilliant. Do that not really believe is. the lies fear tells about trust. It is safe to trust trust. Oh, yeah. On the uh, recent Serpent Mound uh, trip, you were there most of the night before uh, getting uh, scrolls for everyone to have. and uh, Messages from the serpent. Yeah, yeah. Ancient, you are... You are an ancient healer. You are still an ancient. You are still a healer. You know, I, I forget. You you would know them better than I do, just because. Um, but that made such a highlight for everybody that went on the trip. Um, I I always like to start everything I do with a connection to the heart and soul, because I yes. feel that helps everybody to bring that part of them rather mm -hmm. than just here. Yeah. Let's launch into something. So I did create a lot of those scrolls. As a matter of fact, Mary's magical messages is um, a portion, 97 cards, but I have many of them, of the scrolls that I hand out to people at expos and mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in my sessions. And it's always a good complement to the healing work that we just did mm -hmm. when you draw one. So it's good. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But then I have many other decks in scroll form. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's <coughs> anyone who's watching has um, received a scroll from you at any time, anywhere. If you have, please call in. We'd just like to, you know, uh, see what this is about. <coughs> because they're designed to have a very positive long-term effect on everything. Well, they're, they're really a labor of love. I, it, I can just do a small bowl and it will take me most of the evening I between know. cutting and rolling and, and tying those little things. But as I'm doing it, I send the desire, the wish mm -hmm. um, for the right one to go to the right person that they're attracted to the color that would be, be the most. And sometimes it's uncanny. One oh, time someone came and they, I was helping them through an issue of being afraid to look in the mirror and they, and remember there's 130 different messages and they're all very, as different as you can get 130 messages. It's mm -hmm. not like I just did variants on the same thing. And he pulled one that said, uh, look in the mirror and say, I love you. Wow. And so he just started crying and he, looked, sure. he stood up and looked right in the mirror right in the room there. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah, Absolutely. so I mean, what are the odds of, of that? It's very... You beat the odds hands every know time. where to touch, what, yeah. to, what to pick up. You beat the odds so many times mm. in so many different ways. Well, I think it's so important to recognize the miracles that go on all around. Like, I mm -hmm. know you have them all the time. Your miracles well, you. of yes. of saying the right thing. So many people talk about things you've said and done that has just been so critical right as they needed it or right as That's they opened up. That's very kind of you. One, uh, you were playing a tape for me. One of the fans uh, sent, fans, one of our viewers sent in, uh, they'd done a clip show of audio out of our, do you remember that? Yeah. And, and you were, well, do you remember the specifics? Uh, well, it, it, basically it was just someone had taken certain statements we've said on the show that they felt were particularly meaningful and clipped them together to music so that they could listen to it in a different form. So it was mm -hmm. just the, 
your beliefs create your reality, your reality create, you know, or whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, that was it. Your beliefs and create your reality. It was a really wonderful thing for him to do, but that's a, yeah. that's a good thing to do. When a lot of times when people feel out of control, they choose to act to move that feeling, which is what the feeling is really designed to do, is to get you to act. But when we act in fear, it's usually to dominate the other person. But if yeah. we didn't act in fear and we felt out of control, we would actually do something to change the dynamic. Mm -hmm. So let's say someone uh, races around you and it causes you to swerve, um, mm -hmm. you could get into power over the situation by becoming more conscious of what's going on around you, mm -hmm. or you could try to wrestle control back. And as we know, one is a lot better than the other. No, truly so. You were reminding me the other day, or possibly today, about the compartmentalized thinking, which has to eventually yield to one enormous room, mm -hmm. as opposed to all. And uh, the average of us uh, is uh, in one compartment or another at any given moment in any given day. You have a tiny worldview, you have a tiny little compartment to think in, and it's likely it could use some Febreze in there, something like that, <laughs> At least. as it gets stale uh, very easily. Well, that's, that's the, the classic idea of a closed mind, mm -hmm. uh, but we really do. And, and if you can't see the other perspective, if you get caught up in vendetta and anger and oh, rage yeah. and getting even and all that, you're not seeing the other picture because everything has a side, everything has a story and a, a birth and a, a right to live, no matter how horrible we think it is. The neighbor throws trash on your lawn, there's a story behind that. And if you get interested in what that story is, you become bigger. If you get interested in wrestling control from it, you become smaller. Yes. And so a, a long time ago I said, either if it makes you feel larger, you walk toward it. If it makes you feel smaller, you walk away. Mm -hmm. And don't question it because it's different for everyone. So you right. can't say, well, God makes me feel larger, so it must make you feel larger. Buddha makes me feel larger, so he must make you feel larger. Yeah, exactly. It's like we have to find that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the more information mm -hmm. we have and the more points of, view, points of view, even if we don't agree with them, the bigger we're going to be. And that's really the goal, because if we all become bigger, we all blend into one thing again, which is, there I think, go. the goal. Mm -hmm. And that is the point for we, the human race, to, um, uh, I may have told this a couple of weeks ago, I'm not uh, certain, but there was the idea that the uh, uh, we, the human race, are mm, slightly out of control, <laughs> and something has to be done about this, because it's long past the point where we we had so many opportunities to self-correct, you know, and, and so this is being taken out of um, our hands. And so, uh, again, a Drumvalo story where there's the idea that um, there will be a dramatic reduction of the world population because it's just, mm. okay. And there would be a point at which there were, let us say, 15,000 5,000 people left. And his story was so eloquent because he said, when the population became that low, and I know it did, at least I understand that it did during one of the ice ages, we don't know which one, but humanity, uh, you know, the tracing of the The Italian genetics. ice age? The what? The Italian ice age? Yes, it was very flavorful, as I recall. But, uh, and they were spreading, you know, cherry soda on the, but. Um, what are those, Zam 
Samphonies. Sam yeah. Yes, uh, they replaced them with Samphonies, but um, you know, but that was just. But they all. were too phony. Yes, it happened that okay. way. Okay. So the world population had come down to they estimated maybe two thousand people. You know, we were going to be extinct, and then. Uh, so he's saying that uh, that's an alternative here, not so much an ice age, but for some other reason there's a dramatic, and when there's down to, I think he said 15,000, it might have been 1,500, that one day uh, everybody would take a breath at the same moment, and we would never lose synchronicity. We would all breathe together. Can you imagine the entire human race breathing together? Because we're, we all have our individual breaths and it's, you know, you see what I'm saying? So if we all would breathe together, and then he said um, there, there just became such a link between these people that if you touch one person, every one of them feels it. And that is a human potential. Oh, that's interesting because like when you drum, it kind of gets everybody's yes. heartbeat beating yes. together. Yes. And it's true because if you take two heart cells that are beating mm -hmm. differently from two different hearts and you get them closer and closer, they start beating in unison. Mm -hmm. And we are designed to calibrate and to harmonize with each other. And I believe it's time duck for time. the duck. Duck. There's our infamous Kurt, the duck dangler. Here come the duck. Here come the duck. Oh, you know we could name the duck Lucky. Lucky Duck. Oh. Yeah. No, like we're naming it after Michael. Lucky Pants. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is a time to listen and to absorb what is going on around you. Pay attention to the details and the fine print. Excellent. The time is ripe for taking that next step: promotions, elevations, and soaring to new heights. Upward bound. Oh. I like that. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. I actually saw a custom plate that said Lucky Duck. Lucky Duck. <laughs> yeah, I, we used to say from. that. And you uh, Lucky Duck. remember when Michael would win at that game a lot? Yeah. And so I don't know who started calling him Lucky Pants. Was it you? Yeah. yeah. But it matters but, not. But then we started all calling him Lucky Pants for the longest oh, time. Oh, Lucky Pants, yes. You Lucky Pants. Yeah, Michael ought to be back pretty soon. Yeah. He normally does crew for us. Yeah. So, anyway, this would be the time you could call in for a reading if you wish. If not, mm -hmm. we will just continue our conversation and, and I will pull some cards and then Neville will read a chakra affirmation card we for you, which call. you could say the affirmation for a week every day, three times, and to affect a change or a, a positive path or a useful path of whatever mm -hmm. question yeah. you would ask. And, and we have our first caller. Yay! Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Mark Shaw Jr. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Uh, there's a question weighing heavily on my mind. I, I've been contemplating this question for a while now, and I wanted to ask it to you and see if you could maybe draw some cards and give me an answer. Sure. Do whatever we can. Sure. Yeah, what's the question? Okay. Basically, I want to know if either of you would lick Howard Stern fall sack. Um, Thank you very much. You know, I, I, uh, I already have, and I got to tell you, it wasn't anything special, so probably not again. But thank you. And thank you for... Okay, so we'll pull a chakra affirmation for him. Oh, yeah, he could since use that. He, since he obviously wants to do that himself. So let's see if we can... That was a giveaway, dude. Okay. Um, it's a solar plex 
plexus chakra, the universe and everyone in it are 100% on my, on my side 100% of the time. So say that. Um, the universe and every, everyone in and it, it is are on my side 100% of, of the time. time. The universe and everyone in it are on, on my, my side 100% of the time. Okay, yeah. that was a great one. Sorry, yeah. I meant for you to pull those, but it's oh, not no inspired. Yeah. No, you know, there, there are those times when you know something is coming, and um, it's always amusing. Okay, mm. so we have another call? Yeah, it was the three names that gave it away. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's a real tell. But, but when you, d okay. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Say hello. Hello? Hi. Hi, what's your name? Hello, Mary Neville. My name is Monica. I've been watching you for some time, but never called in before, and I love Mary's jacket tonight. Isn't oh, thank that you. wonderful? I love that. Yeah. As you it's all know, I have, I have very few clothes. I've been wearing the same ones for many years, but it is colorful, so thank you for your compliment. It's lovely. Yeah. Well, I live in Japan. I, I climb Mount Fuji, so I appreciate all things Asian. Oh, right. yay. Wonderful. Oh, well, we have water from there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, yes, the, well, the Fuji, the Fiji water. Fiji water. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, never so mind. I have a comment, and then if I could please have Mary do a reading for me, I would sure. be grateful. Sure. Okay. When I turned the TV on, Neville was talking about the phrase, it's all good. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then this afternoon in Springfield, I saw a license plate to support Tibet, and it said, OM, OM, OM. OM, OM, OM. Um, um, um. Oh, great. Mm. Yay. Yeah. Which, which kind of reminds me of, it is such a, a hilarious take on it, but with Seinfeld and George and his family when they were stressed and they would yell serenity now. Serenity now! <laughs> Are you supposed to yell it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's they great. They weren't watching you guys. Yeah, that's funny. I, I think that's amusing. It is. I hear Hulu's going to stream all the Seinfelds really? in June. Isn't we that will, funny? We, we, yeah, we can yeah, humor is good. And they did have, I was just commenting about Jerry's girlfriend wanted him to open up emotionally. He goes, I'm open. There's just nothing in there. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so here. Deeper than a uh, box set. And yeah. Mary, I, I am um, wanting to meet a significant other, and I'm very concerned about financial aspects um, with my budget, and I'm really looking for a job, and I'm seeing no light at the end of either tunnel. Okay, let's see what these cards say and thank see you, what insight. So well, thank you. you. Thank you for calling. Yeah. It's well. lovely to hear okay. from you. And we always love to have people call in. Um, okay, so the first card is comparison. And I know that you have a lot of things going on, as you said, looking for work, finances, and r romantic relationship and everything. I think this comparison uh, may be a clue behind why certain things may not be going according to what you're um, envisioning at the moment. There is no way to compare a bamboo with an oak. An oak takes many years to grow. It's thick, heavy wood. It's sturdy. And the bamboo, even though it grows fast and all that, it's very flexible. And it will probably withstand a storm even easier than, than an oak mm -hmm, will. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that you see good things about being in a relationship and you see good things about not being in a relationship. And they're kind of at odds. So one thing that you may want to do is say, what am I giving up to be in a relationship? and what would I gain um, by, by being out of the relationship. It'll give you clues as to why you may be holding that at arm's length a little bit. 
Now, oh, very the, good. the idea of uh, finances, new vision, I think that one of the things I get from that card, you can see a man crawling on the ground, nose to the grindstone, and then he looks around and goes, oh, there's a whole world there. And then he looks up and he sees the infinite. I feel that what you're looking in, the room you're looking in for this financial comfort or whatever is too small and it's to expand it. And sometimes that means getting to know you and your skills a little better. I think maybe you're uh, looking at something that as it would appear like this is my experience but add really who you are to it and and you'll see there's a lot more that you have to offer also the letting go is talking about letting go of control so that you may find power and just like that drop of water uses the laws of physics to go to the ocean through the stream and the river use the laws of metaphysics by just letting go of the idea that you have to create it with your mind and start letting it come and I also feel maybe letting go of an old goal Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, letting go of an old idea of what you wanted to do for a living. And okay. Neville, you yes, can go ahead and pull an affirmation. All right. I'm sorry, I could have given you more notice. No, to no. Get that. No, I know what's going on. Okay. But thank you. We have a base chakra. I am and I always will be. Okay, so this is something designed to be of assistance for those issues in your life to say because those words I am and always will be is a vibration that, mm -hmm. m that entrains your vibrational field up to that. Oh, yeah. So that was a great one you pulled for. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's true, everybody. And it's being in the now as well. Uh, do we have our next caller? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Christy. Christy. Hey. Hi. How are you guys? Great. Good, good. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Thanks so much for for being on tonight. Oh, um, thank I you. I was calling to see if if I could get a reading from Mary, please, to give some insight. I have to have a difficult conversation, and I'd appreciate any insight in how to have that go well. Wonderful. What a great what a great um, yeah very clever um, question. Okay, the first thing. And I think it's very interesting because our tendency, and I do agree with this in a lot of cases, is to kind of come up with a plan. And it's saying to have a plan, um, put bullet points of what it is you're looking to communicate, and then after that, let go of the plan and let the moment bring it out of you. Reminds me of that phrase Ooh. from the Bible that says uh, something to the effect. Now, take it, I read the Bible twice back <laughs> in the 70s, so I'm, I'm probably not quoting it correctly, but it says something about Christ going up in front of, uh, was it Pontius Pilate or yes. whatever, and it said, I do not have my own words, but I let the, the Spirit come through me and speak, that kind mm -hmm. of thing, and I feel that your kind and intelligent heart will take the bullet points and present it just perfectly. And not to, and oh. another thing to take uh, from that is remove all self-judgment. If there's any part of you that feels that there is, you don't have a right to do this or you shouldn't be doing this, even though there is no reason for that, you might want to just work on any feelings of guilt or whatever, or judgment of yourself because you didn't say it sooner or whatever. Yeah. Just get yourself real clear in that regard. And the final thing is don't let your mind suppress you say it all, say it kindly, succinctly, and directly. I think we as people often want to make it kinder, and sometimes that becomes less kind. Yeah. Did you want to get yes, ready for the chakra affirmation? Coming up, and here's your chakra affirmation for the evening. 
and actually for the many days that you want it. And it's a sacral chakra. It is safe to trust others to be true to their own nature. There we go. That's a great one. It is safe to trust others to be true to their own nature. That takes you out of the equation. So you can yeah. trust them to be true to their own nature and you don't have to be responsible for their reaction. Very well That's done. very freeing. Yeah, that was a great card for you to pull. Yeah, true so to your own you. nature. Yeah, that's a very interesting. And we have uh, Hi Caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Edna. Edna. Hi. Yes. It's great Thank to you. hear from you. Thank you. I had a great time at the Serpent Mount. Oh, so oh, I'd like to have a reading, please. Okay. If you wanted to for get ready for the mm -hmm. card. It was lovely to, to see you in real life, and, and it was a wonderful time. We had a great oh, Serpent yeah. Mount adventure. So yeah. anybody interested, we're planning another one for next year. It was always oh. a fun, fun thing. Okay, the first card we get is flowering. You know what occurred to me as I looked at that is I saw this seed, and the seed didn't know if it was okay once put in the dirt to, to, to sprout, to become the bush, to become the flower. And sometimes, even though we have the power, we don't know that it's okay to use that power. And I feel that you are at the place where you are realizing that and that causes the blossom to happen like in those um, time-lapse films where it's just a rose blossoming and that this is a very special time for you where all those things that postponed or put off or that you denied mm -hmm. about yourself that you're, you're able to see that it's a time of becoming great friends with yourself in your life and this is saying that you don't have to put off for tomorrow which you can enjoy today the schizophrenia card is saying that the only wrong decision, if there ever could be such a thing, is no decision. Mm. And, and that's not even a, a wrong thing, but that just let go of feeling like you have to be on one side of any fence and just let go of both sides yeah, that's and let it resolve itself. The control, that's mm -hmm. been the theme of the show right mm -hmm. there. And Edna, you're, um, oh, you got a heart chakra. I attract healthy and harmonious relationships. A green heart chakra. And you can play with these cards on our website, telepathictv.com. Mm -hmm. Go to the free insight readings and you can pull cards from all of my decks. And I mm -hmm. have all the cards up there, so you don't have to buy the cards to see all the cards. But they're nice to have. They are. I like mm -hmm. to have cards in my physical hand as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hello, caller? Uh, no, I believe we're, we're all at set? two minutes. Okay. So we'll be at the two minute warning. Ruby Tuesdays uh, shortly. Um, in our no normal sort of post-show Control mode. yourself. No, don't control yourself. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Step well, people, out of control. Find power. Yeah, people do not know how to not be controlled. <clears throat> there are so many people that without being told what to do, they wouldn't, it would take them a long time. They would figure out who they are and what it is they would want to do, what it is they would love to do. But uh, so many have spent so long in this... Um, a control society that we live in that it's um, so wake up <laughs> you don't have to be shocked to wake up you don't have to you don't have to blow anything up to be woken you just simply awaken and it's much easier to simply wake awaken up. than to um, yeah be awoken we could do a whole song da 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 yeah, we got the crew is acting like the Jets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here we go. 
Da -da 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 -da. Okay. Well, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. And if you're interested in the next Serpent Mound trip, we really did have a wonderful time. Yeah, I'll be posting uh, pictures soon. It was beautiful. And get in touch if uh, maybe we would plan another second uh, Yeah, maybe a fall. If, if people yeah. are interested in the fall trip, uh, I can arrange one. Just Let's do that. Let's give me, give a me a couple handfuls of people and well, uh, let's take we'll a take a trip. Nice size group with us. That would be a good idea. Okay, three handfuls.